Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast episode 54. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and a super warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you? Did you have a nice weekend if it's Monday or are you having a nice week? Well, I'm actually recording this on a Monday, which is unusual, but I have to get organized before I go away and I'm going away today. So yeah, I had a lovely weekend. It was really, really nice. Managed to take some time off, which is super important and sometimes very hard to do as an entrepreneur. And also I've had a really, really busy few weeks. I knew the first few months of the year were going to be super busy, but to be honest, I think I wore myself out a little bit quickly. So I wanted to just talk about that just briefly about Back in episode 52, I did an episode that was focused around my seven steps to launching or selling something online. And the reason I did this at this point was because I was right in the middle of launching something online. And I'm now very pleased to say, because I was nervous at the time to commit, but it is launched and I launched a course. And do you know what? I just wanted to touch on it because I know when I did the episode I was right in the middle of it and I think I said I was tired and it was hard work. But I just want to kind of tell you my findings, if you like, of me going through that experiment. And I guess the first thing was that it was fascinating doing it all myself, which sounds daft. This is what I do for a living. I help people with their social media, but I also help them with funnels. I love doing funnel stuff. I love doing sales pages, landing pages, email marketing all that sort of stuff. So I'd done it for lots of clients and I'd launched lots of things online. However, I hadn't actually launched something myself. And I wanted to be able to get a feeling of what it was like to be sat there waiting for the webinar to go live and wondering whether anybody's going to be on it. And I knew I would only be able to do that myself 
if I launch something online. Also, I do have ambitions to have more products online, more ways that you can learn with me and work with me um, that is open to everybody, no matter where you are or no matter really the size of your budget as such, because my aim is that they're not going to be uber expensive. So anyway, I put together my launch process. I launched my course online and it was awesome. And I don't mean like it was awesome. I made loads of money. I'm going to retire now. I mean, just the clarity in action was unbelievable. The fact that actually doing it and going through it, it just gave me so much good stuff to learn and think about. And I've been doing a lot of work recently, as you know, with James Wedmore, and we've talked about taking action. And even if you fail or how you deem you fail, you're still learning and therefore you haven't failed at all. And I think that was the thing holding me back all this time. Now, the course has been ready for ages. I have had this idea for an entire year and I sat on it. And the reason I sat on it was because I was scared. I thought, what if I launch and no one wants it? What if I launch and no one buys it? What if I put a webinar on and no one attends? And do you know what? I could have gone through that process and that could have been the truth. And it could have been that I didn't sell any or no one attended. No, that wasn't the truth. I was very lucky and, and please don't get me wrong. I don't take it for granted at all that people give me their valuable time, not only like you guys to listen to the podcast, which is amazing, but also to come and attend a class and learn about content creation. So I was so very grateful that people did turn up. But like I said, it was the fact of what I learned along the way, the tech problems that I had the problems in what currency to sell it in. I had all intentions to sell it in dollars. And then right before we went live with it, there was an issue about they couldn't put dollars into a um, sterling bank account and all these various things that you think because I do this, I should know. But obviously some bits like that, I wouldn't have got involved with the client would have done that. So yeah, I just wanted to, like I said, touch on the fact of how it went, how I felt about it. And I have to say, I was buzzing. When it finished, I was so exciting. Now, the course is still open. If you wanted to go and buy the course, then please do so. It's over at TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash course. I'm also going to link to that in the show notes. And it's a course on how you create content for social media. It goes through the four steps that I use in my business. So anyway, I'm not turning this into a sales pitch. I just wanted to mention it. But the thing that was the best thing about the whole process was, like I said, the clarity I got by actually launching. And then secondly, the fear that I had that held me back all that time literally just disappeared. And no nothing felt like it was wrong or nothing felt like it failed. Everything felt amazing, if I'm honest. And like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not sat here thinking, right, I can put my feet up and retire now. But I'm just saying, even you know, with the small amount of money that the course made, it still was so good to understand the process, to go through it, to know what it feels like, to hear people's responses, to see how people get involved, and also to realise that that fear is absolute rubbish, that actually it was me holding myself back and those fears were not genuine. They weren't real and I should have just gone and done it a long time ago. So do you know what? I'm hoping that you're sat here listening, thinking, Teresa, I needed to hear this right now, because if you're holding back, if there is some fear that you're thinking, I can't do this because, because what will people think of me? Because 
who, you know, someone might say something because people might think it's not good enough. People might think I'm a fraud. Any of those reasons, just ignore them and go ahead. And do you know what? If you do it and it fails as far as you see as a failure, then so what? You've done it. Great. Brilliant. Learn from it. Okay. People didn't want that thing or that thing didn't go how expected. Let's do it again or do it differently. So also, I want to remind you that back at episode 47, again, I'll link it in the show notes. I interviewed James Wedmore and we talked a whole load about this and about how fear holds business owners back. So please go and listen to that. It was a great episode. And like I said, I, I've sat on this course for a year and not done anything. And I shouldn't have done. I should have done it ages ago. Okay. Anyway, let's get on with today's content. Now, inspired by the fact that I have this new online course. And one of the things that I talked about in the Facebook group, because with the course, you get a free Facebook group where I'm in. And one of the things I talked to them about was repurposing content. Now I have done an episode here on the podcast of that. It was back at episode 25, but it occurred to me as we were talking about repurposing content, that they actually had to have some content in the first place. And Obviously, I have regular content that I put out. The podcast is the main thing. But I wanted to talk about how you can come up with content ideas if you're going to be putting some content out. But really quickly first, why do you even need to put any content out? Why do you need to go to the effort of writing a blog or doing a vlog or creating a podcast? Well, there's a couple of really key reasons why you definitely need to think about it. First off, it shows that you're an expert to the rest of the world. Obviously, I can't sit here and witter on in your ear if I don't know what I'm talking about or certainly don't have a, a good idea of what I'm talking about. So for me, it shows the world that you know what you're talking about because you can either talk about it or write about it or film yourself about it. So for me, putting something out there regularly that says, look, I know my subject is really important. The other thing is, obviously, you want to help people. So People who come and buy your product and service, it's because you're helping them with a need. It's because they have a problem and your product or service fixes it. So if there is more support you can give around that, then great. And through a blog or a vlog or a podcast is a great way of doing that. It's a great way of saying, look, you might buy my product here, but I've got all this additional information here. So if you're an estate agent, for instance, you might provide information on how to dress a house ready for a viewing or things to consider if you're moving to a new area. You're trying to find ways and information that basically you can support the product or service that you're actually selling. So like I said, regular content is great for that reason. It also is a great thing to put out on social media because again, when we're struggling for social media ideas, that's one of the ideas that we put out there. Obviously, my podcast goes out on all my platforms every single week. So definitely think about that. And also, if you're hosting these things on your site, if you're putting a blog on your website or I put a transcript to my podcast, then those keywords, all that text is really going to help improve your site from a search engine optimization point of view, i.e. when people put it into Google, they're going to hopefully find you a little bit easier. So how can you come up with ideas of what to actually write? Now, if you're struggling to think, what am I going to use as my media, i.e. is it going to be a blog or a vlog or a video or whatever, um, head back to episode 22 when we talk about um, 
how the importance of coming up with consistent content. And in that episode, I actually talk about um, the different types of media you can use. So why you should do a blog or why you should do a podcast. So definitely go and check that one out. But today we're going to be looking at how we come up with content ideas for those bits of content that you're putting out. So one of the first things I do is I try and plan ahead. Now, try is the big word here. I don't always succeed. I don't always manage it. Sometimes I can do really well and other times I can be recording it the week before it has to go out like this episode. So it doesn't always work brilliantly. However, I aim to plan ahead and I aim to plan and think about what content I'm doing. So I'd like you to try and think two, three months in advance. And I want you to sit down and book some time out where you can sit down and actually put these ideas down. Because I find doing something in one chunk is so much easier because your brain is sat in that position. Your brain is like, yeah, okay, that's cool. I know what we're talking about this week, or I know what I'm focusing on right now, rather than often in our worlds, we go from one thing to another, to another, to another, to another, and our brain can't keep up, or it takes a minute or two for us to come up with a new idea. So if you're just literally sat down thinking, right, what content ideas can I come up with? Then doing that in one easier go will be much, much more helpful. And like I said, thinking about I'm going to try and do two or three months worth of content. Now, the other thing you're going to need to know at this point is how frequently are you going to be putting content out there? Because obviously that makes a big difference to how much content you need to create or come up with. So for me, obviously mine's weekly. So I would have one a week for two months, which is why I probably don't go that far in advance. Two months is probably the maximum I'll go in advance in terms of the podcast. But if you're doing, say, every other week, then obviously you might, you could get three months worth of content done. So definitely have a think about those two things. And then I've got three kind of uh, main things that I do in order to come up with content ideas. So the first thing I do is I go to my customers and I ask them. So I speak, obviously, and I train and I speak to people in the course and the new Facebook page. And I'm constantly talking to clients and different businesses So one of the things I try and do is I try and listen to what they're asking me. I try and listen to the questions that they have. And it's normally the questions that as the business owner or as the person providing the service, you think, oh man, I'm so tired of that question. How many times have I been asked that? Those are the questions that you want to be thinking about. Those are the questions that you want to be answering in something like a blog or a podcast. So like I said, first thing change the way you are interacting with your customers and be using them like a, you know, a sponge, suck up all that information from them. What do they need? What questions have they got? If you haven't got any examples that you can think of straight away, go and speak to some, get on the phone, drop them an email, have a conversation with them and say, what are you struggling with right now? What could you do with some help with, or what part about what I offer do you not understand? And ask them to actually give you feedback. Something like Facebook groups is a great way. If you have a group, then it's a great way to survey your audience. Obviously, sending surveys out. Last week's episode talked a lot about surveys. So you could just be sending out questions to try and find that information as well. And then the other thing that you can do with your Facebook group is you can have questions that people have to answer to actually get into the group. So why don't you change those questions or look at those questions and decide, 
can I answer, can I ask a question that really helps me get the key information about what they need? Another really good area to get inspiration about what to post and the kind of content ideas that are working well is go and have a look at people in your industry. The next place I would think about looking for content ideas and subject matter that you can come up with for your vlog or blog or podcast. I'm going to say that a million times, aren't I? Anyway, another place you can go look at is competitors and industry bodies and people who do what you do. Now, maybe not direct competitors, and I'm not saying go and copy their content. I'm just saying go and have a look at the types of things they're talking about. Now, obviously, in some industries, well, in lots of industries, there's going to be huge overlaps in terms of subject matter. You know, even though social media is a massive area and a massive subject, you know, if you type in Twitter chats, there's probably hundreds and hundreds of blogs and podcast episodes about what a Twitter chat is. So don't think that you can't come up with an idea that someone else has already done. The important thing is, obviously, don't go and copy what they've written. Just use the subjects as a bit of an idea in terms of something you can come up with. Or if you've seen that someone's done a post on something and you think, oh, yeah, I've got a great example of what I can say about that, then great. Have a think about that as well. And then the last one, the one that I really like and I think is such a cool resource and whenever I tell people they get a bit blown away by it, is a website called answerthepublic.com. Now, what it does is you can look at keywords. So you type in some keywords into this website, and then it tells you what people have been searching for to do with those keywords on the internet. So as an example, I just typed in the word landing pages, and it came up with loads of different questions like, how to create a landing page on Facebook, how to write a landing page, how to avoid landing page redirects, how to create landing pages, how to um, have landing pages in WordPress. What else has it got on here? What are landing pages good for? So if I wanted to write content around landing pages, then obviously this is a great place for me to look and it gives me some really good ideas. And it's what people are actually typing into the internet. So if your title is exactly the question that appears on this site, then obviously it's going to help you and your site be found and you're going to help and support your potential customers in giving them lots of information. So like I said, I love this site. It's in the show notes. I'll link up to it there. It's answerthepublic.com. Okay, so we've sat down and we've come up with some content ideas. And the idea is that you've given yourself enough different ideas to plan what you're going to be talking about on each episode of the podcast, each video, each blog. So you've written down these ideas and you've planned what's going to happen. Now, like I said, frequency is important because you need to know how often you're going to be posting. And one of the things that I find interesting when I'm batching content is the fact that because I do interviews, I don't like to interview someone really early and then not have it come out for ages because it is a little bit like it's lost momentum. Now, it totally hasn't because of the fact that no one's heard it yet. However, I do like to try and keep that as a minimum as possible. Now, that can be quite a risky strategy because I can get to a point where I run out of people to interview because I haven't lined up the next set of people. Now, I'm fairly sure, touch wood, and I am touching wood as we speak, touch wood that I wouldn't ever run out of someone. And I've always got a quite a few weeks in the bag in terms of interviews 
But like I said, I really don't like to be interviewing someone today and go, this isn't coming out for three months because I do feel like it loses its kind of power a little bit. So have a think about that as well. And then once you've come up with your content ideas, you can then start thinking about when are you going to come up with the content itself? Now, again, as I've said, the way that my brain likes to work and the way that I like to work is that I like to come up with content all in one go. Or if I'm recording like this, it's super easy for me to do two or three at a time because I'm in the flow, I've got the equipment out, I'm recording, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. So for me, it's easier to do it like this. If I had to write blogs, I'd be doing two or three at once as well. Even though I might not put that content out for a couple of weeks, the point is it's there and you've got it. And also you don't get to that horrible bit where you're thinking, I haven't got anything, I need to post something. So like I said, have a think about that. I've given you those links to those blog posts about once you have created a load of content, obviously make sure you share it on social media. And then I've talked about ways you can repurpose it there as well. So this is actually a really quick one, but I, I feel like I just wanted to get those points out to you. If you were sat there thinking, I don't create regular content and I probably should do, probably should do a blog, probably should do a video, then hopefully I've given you some ideas of where you can find ideas for your business and where you can search up ideas for content for you to do in your business. So I really hope this has been helpful, even though it's been a super short one compared to uh, the interviews that do tend to be a bit longer. And as I've mentioned, obviously my course is now out. So if you do want to check that out, then please head over to TeresaHeathWaring.com forward slash course, and I will link to it in the show notes as well. Anyway, next week we're back with an interview and we're talking Pinterest again, which has been a really, really popular episode, the one that we did with Elisa. And this week we've got Jeff coming up. So again, another really interesting Pinterest episode that kind of follows on really nicely from that last one. So even if you think Pinterest isn't for you and not for your business and you didn't listen to the last one, then please do check it out because it is going to be a good one. Until then, have an amazing week and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 